1: For Up Next, postwrestling.com, Up Next feed on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, podcasts. Addict. Not Spotify. Right, well, <laughs> don't rub that in. Um, wherever you get your podcast, welcome. David, how are you? I'm pretty good, how are you?
2: We're, I'm a little hungover. You're way more chipper than me. I'm pretty chipper, yeah. Had, had two nice sleeps in a row, which is a rarity for me. Well, yeah, I don't do that. That doesn't happen. After my uh, staff Christmas party where I did not have a nice sleep at right. all. That's 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 what happens. Yeah. Your
1: staff Christmas party?
2: Yeah, so... It's January. Yeah, so uh, bars tend to have their parties right. in January or February because Christmas is too busy because we're it's, hosting all the Christmas parties. Yeah. So, did you get lit? So, yeah, I had a good time except at about um, four in the morning... I get a text from the girl who's meant to open the bar at ten a.m. Going, David, I can't. Can you <laughs> can you work the morning and I'll switch and do the evening for you? And I'm like, absolutely not. And then I'm I'm reading the fear in her messages, and I'm wow. like, okay, look, if it's really that bad, you such a nice guy. I'll do it for you. I I heard that, uh, <laughs> and I I
1: was like, you're too nice because that you saved someone. Uh, It was their own fault for not going into shift. I mean. I have those days where I wake up and I'm just like, you lay in bed and you don't get out of your bed. Oh, so yeah. like, you, you know, you give yourself an hour to leave mm. your house, but half of that hour is just laying, laying in bed, not, thinking about the world. Right? And you're like, wait, well, what if I, what if I don't go in today? <laughs> and I don't know.
2: You know what? In, the, uh, I'm actually kind of pleased it worked out how it did, right. because if I ended up going in, I would have ended up having to close because someone else called in sick. Ooh. So I feel, although it was crappy cuz i only right. had like 3 hours sleep. I then got home at like 6 p.m. and had the whole evening to myself which was pretty nice.
1: Well, I yeah, i heard you come in late and then i heard you go to work and i was like, damn, mm. that's hustle. Um well beyond that, how are you regardless?
2: I'm good. It's it's Kim's birthday today. Yes. So your got, girlfriend's a, got birthday.
1: a big big old day planned. You're celebrating it great by recording a wrestling podcast. Absolutely.
2: yep. <laughs> <laughs> she woke up to me watching 205 Live and she was like, "Why is it because in there an yet?" Hour. And
1: then rolls back into it. <laughs> um, she still doesn't like Kyrie. She's anything. Asian, doesn't <laughs> <laughs> mean.
0: Um,
1: you showed your girlfriend uh, Will Ospreay, beheading Kota Ibushi. Oh my! I've shown a lot of people and, that. And then now, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's the new move to show non-wrestling fans the, yeah. the beheading. There, the what does he call it? He ch- I think he's changing the name. The high angle or some shit. I don't know. Um, the cross angle. Um, and she's, uh, she's a fan of Kodobushi. Yeah. Yeah. So is that what you got her for her birthday? Koda Ibushi, the yeah. cardboard cutout yeah. didn't <laughs> arrive in time.
2: Um, uh, you can't tell her. We I can't, can't say because these, these, these walls as I've are learned thin. many a night, these walls are thin. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, but how was your night? You went to karaoke without me.
1: Yeah. And then I sang a song dedicated to you. Oh, you know what I sang? And I learned never sing this song at karaoke ever. There's some songs in your life that you can love dearly. And mm-hmm. it has many meaning or a connection to you. Mm. Or a song that you just hate. It's catchy and I like it. Yeah. I don't care. But sometimes, there's songs you should just never sing at karaoke. Mm. And last night I walked into a karaoke bar with some friends. Late night adventure. And it was kind of empty. So whenever it's an empty karaoke bar, I say... I'm going to try something new. Yeah. So I tried... Blink 182, I Miss You. Ah. Uh, I dedicated it to you. Mm. I was like,
2: Where are you? <laughs>
1: um, it's a great
2: song, not a good karaoke. It's, song. I found that with some other, it's thinking about it, yeah, you're right, it's a bit monotonous. Like, it's yeah. a good song. Um, I made that mistake with losing my religion, R E M. Right. Great song. Yes. And then you realize two bars in, all it's doing is. Uh, na, 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 na. and you go oh this no yeah and you realize so early on in the song as well
1: well i learned really early in the song so i told the i don't know like 10 people in the bar like hey uh i'm picking this because no one's here and i've never sang it before i guess no one knows it and then everyone's like oh we'll help you sing (laughs) that's my trick to get people to help you sing and then no one was really helping until where are you so then i then i then i had them in the palm of my hand um, and then that's it. And then I'm a little hungover, but that's about it. I haven't done much else.
2: Good. I, I think, I want to issue an official apology to Wei Ting. Um, oh. because he didn't get our invite <laughs> on Sunday. And I listened to Reminder Raw, and he sounded kind of pissed. Well, um, so I'm sorry. We, we, maybe because I'm not on iPhone. That's I,
1: exactly why. I don't know. It's exactly um, why. You made a group message. Chat. A group chat. Well I just use the group chat we've always used, the four of us. The post wrestling needs a, a group chat. Yeah. What's the best app to use what's for group that? chat? WhatsApp, kick. No. I use kick what, for other things. What,
2: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> what's up? WhatsApp's the best. Alright, we're gonna have um, to tell John the way to get the And I got scrump on that as well. So On WhatsApp? Yeah. Uh but yeah, I'm sorry, Way. We we did Sorry, Way, we went and got
1: Joe Rogan Josh. Mm-hmm. Food Banjara, you. yeah, it was good. It was very it was nice, spicy. very nice. Um, yeah, sorry, way we'll get in the group chat and we'll make sure we have dinner with you mm. soon. Uh, he's like our neighbor, yeah. So there's that. Um, I don't know what else to talk about. I feel like there was stuff to talk about, but I don't know what it is. I feel all elite wrestling. I feel
2: yeah, both all elite and Wrestle Kingdom have probably been kind of talked to death by yeah, everyone, but we haven't, but we, like, haven't we haven't about talked about so it. So
1: quickly, what did you
2: think about? Uh, Wrestle Kingdom and All Elite I loved it I do want to go back and re-watch the main event because I I watched that very early I was very tired right. um, so I feel like I feel like I wasn't as uh, into it into it as everyone else seems to be so I'm kind of going um, maybe I didn't give it a right. fair chance right. You probably. Um, didn't. I mean I've, I've said to you before I'm not Tana. a massive fan of Tanahashi like I appreciate his work I'm just not that into it um well you must just not like the god of professional wrestling so I feel that kind of already sort of sure takes my perspective with the match and then I was just super tired so I will go back and re-watch that I want to rewatch the Jay White Okada match um fire but like I've re-watched a lot of it and like for me my match of the night was uh Ibushi Osprey I that thought it was that match is crazy fantastic um, and now I've got to debate whether I go and try and get tickets to the sold out Rev Pro show, which is Osprey Puck. versus Puck at York Hall, because it's the day after I get back to England.
1: So wait, you're gonna be in England for this match? Yeah, I'm. I'm back wait.
2: for two weeks. Wow. Uh, next month. Um, you and should go to that show. While I'm there, there's a progress show. There's that Rev Pro show. And there's the, uh, the Coventry tapings for NXT UK. Nice. Um, so... You're deciding what you're going to Yeah, take. I'm, I don't want my whole trip to be wrestling. Obviously, like, obviously. I want to see my friends and... Well, a lot stuff.
1: of people listening right now are like, well, if you pick one out of those, what would you pick? The
2: Progress or Pac versus... Progress is the easiest one for me sure. to do. Because, um, tickets aren't sold out yet. It's relatively close to where I live. Um... It's on a Sunday. It's They're normally like kind of early shows, so I can like knock it all out in a sure. day, whereas Coventry, I'm probably going to have to stay the night in Coventry, which I don't sure. really want to do. Um, that's for NXT. That's for NXT. Right. Uh, and York Hall is the day after I get back, so I don't know if my very first day... Sure. I want to be going to wrestling. Like, hey, hey I mean, mom. pay hey, friends. Ospreay does sound pretty sweet. But yeah,
1: that's the match. Um, Osprey versus Ibushi was crazy. Mm. Um, I think Osprey is going to be their New Japan's next guy for this year. Definitely. Until finally, he the checks come and he's like, I need to come to WWE. All a lit wrestling. All a lit wrestling. I don't know. An idea. Right. Yeah. Um, Will Ospreay. Versus Kota Ibushi was really fucking nuts. Will Ospreay is going to be their their main guy in Japan, New Japan, for like this year. Because I feel like he's like moving to Tokyo with his girl. He's like trying to get bigger. I feel like he'll be like, his dream is to kind of do what Kenny did. And like, just kind of get better at his craft before he goes anywhere else. Um, But I really want to see him in the Fed. But, Kenny and Tanahashi was nuts. And last year at the wrestle, at at the Dome, Jay White was such a letdown to me yeah. from Tanahashi versus Jay White last year. If I felt like Jay White really needed that match to to make him the guy and didn't do it, it was like such mm. a shit match. But then he had a really good year and then this match. I think now Jay White will be someone you will not be avoiding.
2: I, I think that was the shocker as well, especially... Especially, um... Okada's pants. Okada's pants. <laughs> so I was at, um, WrestleMania 32. Sure. Um... And the Wyatts had that segment, and the Rock came out, and the Rock's like, "I'm not looking for a WrestleMania moment. I'm looking for a WrestleMania match." And whips his trousers off, and he's in gear, and like to see just like a load of blokes like (laughs) "Ah!" at a man like stripping naked. It was the same thing with Okada. It's like I'm watching it. It's what four in the morning. Yeah, we watched it live. Whips his pants off, and I'm like. Oh yes. <laughs> um, okay,
1: two things: the Okada thing. Jay White comes out, sick white gear, really? right? Sick. I badass. like white. Yeah, it looks like so when Seth's slick. Done
2: it before. It looks
1: nice. And then as soon as you hear the coin drop, I was like, "Nah, he's Rainmaker. I yeah. know it. I know it." And then he comes out, and I was losing my shit. I was like, "Yes, this is so good." And then the pants. The, yeah. The, the pants are gone, and it's the trunks again, the shorts, and everything is rejoiced. It's like Finn Balor. When, mm. wear, when he's the demon. So Okada's going to keep the pants. He's going he's gonna to still mm. have them. But when it's like the big matches, yeah. he's going to be like, no, no, no. He's going to get those knees You got to get... <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's... But I think that was like a pretty good swerve as well. Because I think as soon as you see, oh, it's Rainmaker Okada, he can't lose. He can't lose right. to Jay White. And they they pulled the trigger and it's going to be an interesting year. Um, yeah. Going back to Ospreay, I think... He he stated he wants to be there until he's ready champion. Or, yeah, um, you're looking at at least two years for yeah, that. Yeah, sure. I don't think he'll yeah anytime soon. Yeah, I, I I kind of want
1: him to just stay here. Uh, his style is gonna keep getting different. Like he's gonna kind of more evolve. I think. Mm. And I don't know. I think that match really helped him and Kota Ibushi. Um, I just feel like now with the whole all elite stuff, mm. it's just like. Like sad now because it's like do do a lot of these stories and characters just all of a sudden disappear which is kind of shit yeah. cuz like uh, the young bucks you know they haven't been really a main focus in my opinion for a little while in New Japan they
2: never uh, no they they just, have been a focus just, but
1: like just not in the past little while yeah. it's it's more you know the tag matches no one really the people kind of knew what they were exiting yeah. so it didn't really matter uh the cody match was not that was my least favorite match of the night mm-hmm. uh i think cody just was not 100 percent um and then
2: and then hangman didn't really have much he was in that yeah like, and squirrel right so. so
1: i'm just like i i, I just other, i really like the show still wrestling mm. really really great show i just now because of the all elite stuff it's like it's just interesting uh chris jericho joined them that's a pretty big name yeah I'd that's say. huge um pac has now joined them as well um do you see anyone else coming in very
2: soon other than kenny omega and marty Skrull? um i think there's a lot of like mid-card wwe who'd be interested once their contracts are over i think wwe have so much money now where they're they're not going to grant people their releases i don't think Mm. um they're not gonna like when cody left a few years ago sure he was still under contract. His contract hadn't come to an end, I believe. He just requested to be let out of it. Sure. I can't see them doing that with anyone now. They're not going to want to Because do... they're
1: scared that... They're... They
2: are. Um, And... But, certainly, the Revival are a team. I don't of know course. what their situation is. I can see them being... Fuck the Revival. Well, they they had hashtag FTR I on know. their gear this week.
1: They did? Yeah. Oh. On their trunk said
2: hashtag Whoa. FTR. So... Speculation. I feel like i feel like they know they're one of the best tag teams in the world yes and they haven't been able to show that for 18 months now yeah um and i think a match against the bucks is something very high up on their list so i can certainly see them jumping across sure. um once their contracts are over but who knows they could have two three years on that I you have know no what happens idea.
1: you know what happens when you when you jump from wwe you know what happens you make the list. They make the list. You know what that list is? Getting cut from the intro yep. of WWE because it took what one fucking day, and they were like Jericho alumni, everything. Yeah, get yeah. out. You're off. You're off our site. You're off everything. Yeah. Once you had that uh, all elite
2: is Jericho shirt. That cut. being said, he was in that opening thing. He was in the now bit because okay. there's like then, and you got like sure. Andre and those nouns. They're forever. like,
1: well, you ain't here now, S- mm. Jericho. So. Uh, I I feel like there is a bunch of guys in WWE whose contracts may end up, and then they're like, fuck it, yeah, I want to jump over. Uh, You know, the Dirt Sheets report that there's a bunch of guys that are in talks Hmm. with these dudes already, Um, but now people are saying that AJ Styles or Finn Balor will make the jump, and I'm like, no, (laughs) both of those guys made the jump to WWE because they've been
2: working hard to get there. I can't believe AJ... Not a chance. He's the front cover of the video game he's this year. Their he's their guy. He's featured like in every show. Yeah, he's not leaving. Um, his merch, like he brings out, like Cena, he'll have every event I go to different colored gloves, yeah. different colored like armbands, exactly. elbow pads, he's not shirts. Leaving. He's not going. Finn, I can appreciate how he'd be frustrated with his position, but I also think he believes he's a guy they'll call like they will say Seth Rollins gets injured or whatever sure he's the kind of guy where they're like we need someone in that role now and Finn's always there always ready for that um so I I can't see him wanting to go until he's really achieved what he wanted to right in in I think that's that's people in general looking at looking at this
1: as kind of like an artistic thing Mm. I know a lot of people it's it's just pro wrestling but think about like someone like Kenny Omega right like Mm. He wants. He wanted to. Uh, I'm sure he wanted to be in WWE, and, and you know he tried and stuff like that. But for the past years, he's been in this company, and he's been just getting better. And like uh, I, I would say, calling him an artist in so, oh, so completely, to speak. yeah. It's like he's been doing things he's been wanting to do, and mm. like that must be amazing. And he's being paid to do these things, and it's great. He's done all these things, so now what's the next chapter? Yeah. Essentially, so I have no problem with Kenny Omega jumping to WWE because that's just what makes sense. Like you've, you've done everything. Else. Yeah. Well, now I want to see you versus AJ Styles, you versus John Cena, Kenny versus like, you know what I'm yeah, i want to see all these matches. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to see him with the, the, in this weird turn of events in this altered timeline of pro wrestling with all elite. I want to see it do good, but I'm like, now's
2: your chance, Kenny. I feel, I feel Jump. someone like Omega, I'd almost rather see on like, a Goldberg con, like Goldberg's original WWE contract. I'm not talking about the booking at all. Right. But it's like we've got this guy for a year. Let's knock out all those matches you want to see. Sure. Have him against Daniel Bryan. Have him against Seth. Have him against Cena. Have him against Brock. So many matches. Have him against AJ. Do you like? But for like a a full time like three five year contract, do you trust that they'll exactly you end up seeing him against? <laughs> Mojo Rawley and Baron Corbin in like Middle of the Roars and that's not what you want right. with a Kenny Omega right so and
1: and he's with his like his crew right mm. like I mean the Bucks and I, maybe they're not such a crew if that that they are like mm. I don't know I, I don't know I'm just saying if I'm Kenny Omega and I got offered a lot of money I might take it and do it mm. I, wow you're giving me money and I'll be in the company I've always wanted to work for and be rich and be kind of more famous than I've ever been or hang out with my yeah. friends And try to start a revolution It's both different And amazing things But uh, I can't blame him For picking either However I predict we see him In All Elite Wrestling As the main attraction Because you take him Away from them Sorry guys I'm not going to Vegas mm. That that was the draw for me Kenny Omega was the draw For uh, All In The first one Yeah The draw was All these guys You don't see in WWE Are now having a match That was the draw In mm. this, in this a different arena And now it's like Okay, well, now we have Chris Jericho. Yeah, well, I, I've seen Chris Jericho. I've seen him for a long time. I watch him all the time. Okay, well, we're bringing Pocket. Okay, that is good. But you took away other players. So it's... it's I'm sure it's
2: little... going to be a fantastic show. for it will me be. For me, traveling, like, yeah, I have no I interest going yeah, to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, um, like, oh, sorry, guys. Somewhere watch in it. the, like, the Northeast, I'd be, I'd be down for another road trip or flights from right. the island here are pretty cheap. Vegas doesn't interest me. Yeah. Um but I'm thing. sure it'll sell out I'm sure it'll be a great show yeah. I will be watching
1: I want, I want this to go so far just because it's so interesting oh it's,
2: it's fascinating it's so cool like, yeah. it, it, it sounds like a kind of WCW coming C- up Cody again, Rhodes like.
1: said that wins and losses will matter and that's what makes me I like wrestling
2: because of matches I like New Japan
1: because they treat it like I'm watching a, a yeah. sport Right.
2: no 50-50 booking yeah. if you, yeah. you win a match you're going up the ranks and eventually you'll get that title shot
1: um something watching being the elite mm-hmm. has has made that i think that is the big drastic change in this world like they probably don't even need a fucking tv deal and they just release being the elite to promote these things and they do like it's yeah. crazy um i watched being the elite this week mm-hmm. and uh it's like the post wrestle kingdom thing and marty Skrull is at the tgi fridays at uh, tokyo dome city there. right? <laughs> and he's just by himself drinking And it reminds me of you so much. Why? (laughs) Because he's a British guy. And he's lit. Sat on
2: his own drinking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then Kenny Omega comes in and they like, he tries to get Kenny to do the, it's like a two man party, New Year's party. (laughs) And uh, the villain just starts like laughing and he does this laugh. It sounds like you when you're lit and you laugh. And I know Marty wasn't actually lit in this, but I'm like, he's a good actor. (laughs) Because I was watching and I had to double take because I'm like. Is that David? Y'all you you all sound the same. I don't even know if you're from the same area, but you have a similar... Um,
0: not British? exactly,
2: but he's sort of similar part of the country. Right, okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought that was great. Um, I, I think All Elite will be very interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure we'll yeah, talk much. about it. John and Way definitely already talk about it. So um, I'm excited, and I feel like it will cause a bit of a... Not a riff, but like a different take to some
2: pro wrestling this year, so... I feel like it's been the last sort of week where WWE have been like, "Oh, I, this is actually something seriously we need to keep an eye on." Um, For sure. That was very evident with the, with just the like merch being pulled from the SmackDown yeah. show and stuff. Hey, the Fed. Leave Scrump alone. Don't fuck with Scrump. <laughs> you want to smoke with Scrump? Fuck
1: you up. That's right. Uh, Scrump was not allowed in to uh, to SmackDown cause no. he was wearing his all elite. Jacket. Yeah. By the way, we're waiting on ours, Scrump. Yeah. <laughs> you know the address. <laughs> um, yeah, that is very interesting. Uh, not not being be able to wear the merch and stuff like that. Um, there's also rumors that Scrump took a shit in the venue uh, when he wasn't allowed in. So I believe it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Shitting our fucking
2: Scrump room in the back. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I guess we should talk about. Uh, some other wrestling. Yeah. Thing. Shall we start with, um, the returning 205 and 205 Oh, was Kushida on it? You'll, you'll find out. What? Don't so, you, okay. 205 Live, January 9th, 2019. Kalisto defeated Leo Rush in qualifiers for the number one contendership, um, for the Royal Rumble match, and Tazawa defeated Drew Gulak.
0: They're so, in the Rumble.
2: So we've got, uh, so far, Kalisto, Akira Tozawa, Buddy Murphy, and, to be determined tonight, a fourth person for a Whoa. fatal four-way at the Rumble. Um, so And tonight they've announced the final match for the qualifiers is Cedric Alexander against Hideo Itami. Um, the show starts with Noam Dar versus Tony Nese. Um We have, like, a little split-screen promo from Tony Nice saying... Is anyone else sick of Noam Dar? I didn't like him as a teammate, but as an opponent he is even worse. He's tired of his constant complaining, and today he will beat him because he's the better athlete and the better man. Um, Match starts off just trading submission holds. Noam Dar starts kicking at the shin of Nice. Uh, Dar eats an elbow to the face in the corner and Nice goes for a moonsault. However, Dar moves out of the way and Nice lands on his feet. Nice runs against the ropes, and Dar kneels down behind him, tripping him. You know that thing you used to do where you'd, like, kneel down behind your friend and then someone would push him? <laughs> you he would di- do that, wouldn't you? He did that spot, but against the ropes, so he ran, like, chest oh. first against the ropes, and then Dar bent down. So that was kind of fun. Um, and then he kind of, you know the setup for, like, the Pulp Friction or on the Unprettier? Yeah. He's doing that, but just continues spinning round and round nice. and round. Like Cody and Juice. Yes. Uh <laughs> Um, Niece then hits a splash and gets a two-count and goes straight into a body scissors. Um, he then hits a series of kicks for a two-count. Um, he Irish whips Dar into the corner really hard, goes for a cross body but Dar ducks out of the way. Dar then starts kicking away at the ankles of Niece and locks in a guillotine. Uh, Niece strikes Dar hard in the throat, then drops his throat on the top rope, followed by a second rope springboard moonsault for a two-count. Um, Dar is then sat on the top rope And hit with a palm strike There's a huge forearm to the jaw of Dar Uh, Matrix escape from Nice But Dar catches him in the guillotine again Nice reverses this into a suplex For a two count Dar then starts to look frustrated And just rains down with punches and kicks Nice then hits the pump handle Sit out slam Um, He's gonna go for the pin But then he pauses and is like Nah I wanna cause this guy more damage Drags him to the corner but then Dar rolls up Nice for the surprise pin. Um, this was a pretty solid match. They went on for a while. Um, I think these two actually have pretty good chemistry together. Um, I don't know for a crowd like how hot an opener this is when you're wanting to watch the cruiserweight. Sure. I always think you should start with like a Lucha House Party, Kalisto, Leo Rush, you just some fast, like exciting. I agree with thing. that. Yeah. Um, But that being said, you can't fault the match. It was pretty solid. Um, We then see a shaved Brian Kendrick. Whoa. uh, Who's reading a letter from his new friend Akira Tozawa um, saying uh, Akira is in Japan currently uh, working harder than ever. He is. uh, He's doing some matches. Yeah. Yeah, I saw on his Instagram. Um, So he's training because he wants to beat Buddy Murphy. Um, And then Kendrick says he did everything in his power... Uh, to screw Tazawa over at the beginning of 205 Live, and now he owes him one. So he's going to do everything in his power to get Tazawa as champion. Ha, ha, ha. Um, We have a backstage skit where... Oh, the letter actually finished with ha, 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 ha. <laughs> um, Drake Maverick is backstage approached by Drew Gulak and Jack Gallagher, and they give him two binders, and they go, look, we know you're looking for more talent for 205 Live. We've got a load of great guys here. Gulak says, all the men in this binder will never go to the top rope, even if the floor is lava. Wow. I quite like that line. (laughs) And then Galla hands him another one with a Union Jack on it and goes, this is all these Englishmen you should look Ah. at. Um, They leave Maverick the binders and he just throws them in the bin. You know who was in that binder? Who? Kushida. You'll you'll find out. Uh... (laughs) Maria and Mike Kanellis approach Maverick and say it has been 5 weeks since they have been since they've wrestled on 205 Live. Oh, yeah. um, they're like this is 5 weeks flying to these venues doing nothing, 5 weeks away from their baby girl. Um, Maverick basically says, "All right, I'll make it up to you lads." Um, then main event of the evening, Cedric Alexander versus Hideo Atami, who's accompanied by Aria Davari. Aria Davari. Um, Vic Joseph says that Maverick called both these athletes elite. I noticed this the as elite on the SmackDown the... as well, there are a couple of mentions of elite. If I'm Vince McMahon,
1: you'll never... I'm going to call it right now. From the next point on, you're not going to hear that word used. No, <laughs> I, di- I disagree.
2: It's the opposite because on SmackDown... That's terrible. On SmackDown, uh, Daniel Bryan said about yeah. change the world. Um, commentary mentioned Elite a few times. And, like, 205 was in Jacksonville as well. So, it's just an odd choice of word to use yeah, when yeah. I haven't really noticed it be used at all before. Similar with, um, Total Divas. Around the time All In was being promoted, they're like, and the Divas are all in on this, on all the promos. They, Weird. for some reason, are doing this. Strange. Um, so... Hideo wants to, like, dictate the pace of the match. Cedric keeps on going in to, like, start the match off, and Hideo's backing into the ropes and like, no, 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 no. you Starts with traditional chain wrestling. We see Buddy Murphy watching backstage. Uh, Hideo gets Cedric into the ropes and lights him up with some kicks to the chest. Alexander hits him with a series of drop kicks and goes for the Lombard check early on, but Itami bails to the outside. As the ref is distracted by Itami, Davari attacks Alexander with a big clothesline. Itami throws Alexander into the barricade. Itami hits kicks to the spine, Uh, more kicks to the chest. Alexander starts to fire up, but gets caught by kicks again. He's then draped on the second rope, and Itami hits a second rope drop kick to the back of the neck. Um, Cedric starts to make a comeback with some chops, Uh, hits his uh, signature slingshot flatliner, Alexander goes to the Lombard check again, but Itami counters this with some elbows to the back of the head. Cedric then hits an uppercut and goes to the neuralizer, his, like, handspring, uh, elbow, right. uh, like, kick thing. <clears throat> yep. But as he is hitting the handspring, Itami hits a dropkick to the chest as he is upside down. Ooh. Thought this looked pretty cool. Um, Itami then hits a kind of tornado DDT off the top rope, but instead of the DDT to the floor, he does it so... Basically, the throat goes over the top rope. Yes. Um, which, the one of his classic moves. Yeah, 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 yeah. which looked pretty cool. Um, Itami goes for a dragon suplex, but is stopped. Uh, they trade forearms on kicks, and Itami stops the neuralizer again, but then Cedric lands a few strikes and a back elbow and finally hits the move, but only for a two count. Uh, Cedric goes for the Lombard check, but Itami gets the ropes, and Divari pulls him out of the ring. Cedric then jumps over the ref, into a tope con hilo and takes out both men. He kicks Divari in the face. Cedric jumps over the top rope but eats a palm strike mid-air. Uh, Itami then hits this falcon arrow off of the apron onto the floor. Damn. This looked painful. Um, the ref starts the 10 count um, and Alexander just makes it in at like 9 and 7 eighths. Damn. Um we see a basement drop kick to Itami uh, from Itami to Alexander in the corner. He goes for his new finish, but Alexander rolls him up. Um I thought this was quite clever because the first match ended with a surprise roll-up right. win. You thought, oh, Alexander's gonna get this here, but Itami just kicks out. He hits another basement drop kick, followed by his new finish. I don't think this has a name yet. It's, it's pretty cool though. It's like setting up for the blade runner, but then twisting into like a knee to the face. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. Um and Itami wins the match. So the uh, the Cruiserweight Championship match at the Rumble is going to be Akira Tozawa versus Kalisto versus Hideo Itami versus Buddy Murphy. Wow. That match I really it's hope that's that. on the main card. That yeah. If they get like 12 minutes or something, I think that match could be Yeah, that's awesome. Like it could be fun. Um and just to know, Itami's mouth is slightly busted open Ooh. at the end of that. Really, really good match. Actually, the wrestling on this show was super solid this week, and they didn't have too much other nonsense going on. So I really enjoyed it. Right. Uh, Kayla Braxton interviews Murphy at the end, um, and she asks, OK, you know all the men you're facing now at the Rumble. Who is your biggest threat? And he says, "Wow. Well, well, after seeing what Itami did to Alexander, he could be the most dangerous man in 205. But he says, all those men are talented, But he he is chasing history to be the greatest cruiserweight champion. They are all sheep and he is the wolf. Mm. So next week he is issuing an open challenge to (gasps) anyone who meets the 205 weight limit for a non-title match and see if they can prove him wrong. And then we have a little boy dressed as Marty McFly walk in and says, challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I might have made that last bit. Um <laughs> You're teasing me. But I think we might uh, very well have a debut next week. because That's kind of, it seemed like what they were setting up. He yes. was sort of saying anyone who meets the 205 limit, he didn't say anyone in the cruiserweight division. So I think we might have like a NXT call-up or, there, or there, a surprise.
1: Who was it that was joking on the internet the past few weeks about how they've gone down in weight? Fuck, someone, someone kind of big has gone down in weight Uh, ah john cena (laughs) right fuck someone actually has just gone around that weight okay and they were joking about it and now that that's funny i bet that could be that um hideo itami all elite wrestling (laughs) could be cool um i i want to see kushida in wwe simply because uh he would fit this show i think he'd be a Kind of a a fun character to have, Um, but I don't know if that's where the problem
2: with two hundred five is. All and I'm I'm by no means saying you want more titles, but there's only one goal, and that is yeah. So it's something you'll have you'll have like your uh, one to three month title program, sure. And unless you win the championship, that's kind of your story done, and then you'll be relegated to stupid stuff with Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher. Um, It's unfortunate because we talk about
1: NXT every week, but we have the takeovers. So, NXT is leading to something. The new NXT UK has a takeover show now. So, it's leading to something. They added titles. There's there's importance to it. There's a reason why it's happening. 205 Live has the Cruiserweight title. Yeah. That's it.
2: Which is great. Like If you're someone like a Buddy Murphy, you can have... Or like Cedric Alexander, you have, can have a good year of good stories and matches, but really, it's it's hard to really care about the yes. the undercard feuds. It is because um, no one cares. I don't care because And you're you're going to see some great matches, and sure. I think for if you're like, what should I put on now? Oh, five's on. Right. It it doesn't not entertain me. Exactly. I'm always entertaining when yeah, yeah, watching I it. I seen I decent agree. wrestling, but there's decent wrestling everywhere now.
1: I think I think they could make a not. I wouldn't call it a takeover, but like a pay per view or a show that's like, hey, it's gonna be a two hour whatever show and it's just gonna be these matches that like yeah. We, but the problem is you we've had the same cast for a little while now, that mm. there's
2: nothing that's gonna be I I would prefer to see like maybe do like a cruiserweight special but at a at a small event. Yeah. Not necessarily full sale, but a small event exactly. mix it up with a couple of yes, NXT guys yes. as well. Yeah, you um, could you could you could definitely do that, but you, just, you could do a one night tournament. I just thing. feel like they're
1: just lazy. It feels lazy. Yeah, it feels so lazy. They're like, oh okay, uh, we have a pay per view. We got oh, all yeah, right, Rumble Rumble. Okay, well fuck. There's so many of these guys. Okay, we're gonna put four of them in the mm-hmm. match, which they haven't done in a little while. So I'm actually that's cool.
2: I think for cruiserweights,
1: I really love the multi man match. Exactly because they're doing um, crazy spots. I think and they stuff. could, yeah. f-
2: but really do a good match.
1: But the other guys, it's like there's no incentive for me to watch it. No. So Completely. they need to they need to fix that, and you know who's gonna fix it? Kushida <laughs> um, <laughs> with just... a scary mask. <laughs> He's gonna show
2: up. And the little kid is gonna wear no, the mask. No, he should wear the little kid's mask. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, um, if, if I don't
1: get that fucking Kushida mask for for Christmas next year, scrum. <laughs> <laughs> how do
2: how do I get that Kushida mask? I just wanted, the shit. Um as we mentioned NXT UK. Um, we didn't see the second episode from yesterday, but we did watch the first. Episode they had. Yes, you were that- you
1: were uh, you were uh, chef David yesterday. Oh, and you made uh, goulash. Yeah, not Drew goulash, <laughs> just goulash. Goulash. <laughs> I. I it was a
2: trumpet. I was really happy with how that chef, came out.
1: Chef Portman. Yeah. Uh, was like, hey, sir, uh, are you coming home tonight? I'm like, yeah, I'm on my way home. You're like. Well, I'm making goulash, and I'm serving at 9. I'm like, damn, all right. So I come home, and then you're like, do you want to eat and watch uh, NXT UK? I was like, yeah, sure. So we put that on while we were eating the goulash. Mm.
2: And a bottle of Red. you should, if you haven't watched it, check out the tag team match from yesterday's yeah, show. Yeah, what was that? It, it was, it was uh, Mark Andrews and... Um, the Back to the Future guy. <laughs> no, 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 that was the first one. Oh, um, oh his name's gone. Um, oh, man. It was uh, James Drake and Zach Gibson against Mark Andrews and... Flash Morgan Flash Webster. Flash Morgan Webster. There we go. The mod. Um, really, really fantastic yeah, match. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That came out of nowhere,
1: yeah, that match. Um, really you good. know what? I haven't been up to date on the NXT UK show simply because they <sighs> I just called 205 lazy. Let's talk about lazy. Hmm. We filmed all these shows already. What's a good way to put them out? I don't know. Put two out on the same day? No, guys, that's not how you do that. I want to ask any UK people right now. That's a little much, right? Yeah. They just plop two episodes on you
2: week by week. That's a lot of things they're asking you to watch. I think from watching it yesterday and with this takeover uh, coming out, I think they've really missed out on not getting some sort of TV deal in the UK. Yep. Um, Because, as you said, two episodes a week especially, um, for the UK fans... If you've got the network, you're probably going to an event nearby you, once a month, and seeing these guys wrestle anyway in yeah. similar quality, if not better, Mental matches. Quality, probably. Um, and so it's only network su- subscribers that are watching it, and you've got so much content there. For me to, on a Wednesday, to watch two episodes of NXT UK and then NXT and Two Hundred Five, I'm not going to watch four hours of wrestling. No. But you want to bring in new viewers. If you want to have these takeovers, if you're flicking through channels, say you flick to a BBC Two at 6 p.m. on a Thursday, and it's like, hey, what's this? And there's an hour of wrestling. You're gonna get more casual viewers come in. You'll get more people. And I think have it at that time slot. Have it like a just after school, um, early evening time slot. I think you'd attract so many more viewers and- You should work for the Fed, you should work for BBC. I mean. Obviously, TV deals aren't the easiest yes, thing to get, course, have. I don't know if they did ship it around or not. Um, I'm sure they tried. But yeah. I think to really get this brand taking off and growing, I think they need uh, network in the US. Fine, like we don't need it on TV uh, in North America. But I think for the UK, yes. a UK Correct. wrestling show, you need a TV deal.
1: Um, let's because because a lot of people are asking hmm. us on Twitter at the Brady at Davy Portman. Are we doing an NXT TakeOver Blackpool show?
2: We are not. No. However, uh, the boys at BWE. Yes. Absolutely will be. Bushby! Benno! Uh, our mate Bushby and Benno and Ollie. Yes. Um, who has Ollie's just been in Japan for uh, Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom Very lucky guy.
1: Um, by the way, we're going next
2: year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I've gonna say I'm that. gonna take you on Thunder Dolphin. Yeah. So stop being upset when I don't go out with you, because I'm saving up for <laughs> saving up for Tokyo. Um, uh, yeah,
1: so they're going to do their TakeOver Blackpool yep. show.
2: But uh, we are going to be watching it, so we'll probably we talk a little bit about our thoughts We will on show be talking about week. it next week on this show. Um, so. But for a full review, subscribe to British Wrestling Experience. Uh, those guys are fantastic. They know what they're talking about. So if you don't listen to them, do listen to them. Check out TakeOver this weekend, and... And listen to their show.
1: Um, because quickly looking at this card, it looks like it could be pretty good. We got Zach Gibson and James Drake versus Mustache Mountain for the inaugural tag team titles here, U- mm-hmm. UK titles. Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm, the two Aussies. My two favorite Aussies in the entire world are going head Isn't to Tony head. Kiwi. Oh really? Well, she's like from there though. She like lived there and shit. She she come up with the flag a bunch.
2: Oh, she is Australian. Um, so. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're gonna question: Is Kyrie Zane Japanese? <laughs> you fucking uh, Pete Dunn versus Joe Coffey is the main event for the UK title. Is is Joe
2: Coffey taking the title from Pete Dunn? I feel like 31- no. She's she's Kiwi. Yeah, I know she is. This she- is weird. It's saying is an Australian professional wrestler. Yeah, born in Auckland, New Zealand. Yeah, nationality she, in New Zealand.
1: She, she's born in New Zealand. Listen, I know a little bit about Tony Storm, and she's from New Zealand, but she lived in Australia. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then somehow ended up in progress. UK. Yeah. I don't understand how that happened, but God bless her. Um, and then Dave Mastiff versus Eddie Dennis, the shit gear guy. Yeah. And then a match they added just on the episode we watched, which is Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin. And if you ask me, that's probably the match I want to see the most.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a really
1: good show. I feel like that'll be a, a nice show. I'm looking forward to I'm going to watch this card. Yeah. Um, just absolutely. Sim- simply because of my interest for NXT. Uh, but all these guys and gals will deliver, guaranteed. So uh, check out the UK, NXT UK show for you people in North America like us, Eastern Time. It's like 2 p.m. Yep. on Saturday. Everyone else, it's like whatever. But So check that out um, and listen to British Wrestling Experience, com for all that stuff. I feel like we've gone through so much.
2: Yeah, but that's enough about UK. <sighs> it's enough about 205. Let's get into the granddaddy of them all. NXT. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I need somebody and always.
1: NXT from January 9th, 2019. How many times have you wrote 2018 and then? Fucked it up and put nine instead. I
2: haven't done it once yet. So
1: because you don't you don't have to write anything these days.
2: Sometimes I do randomly just write like two thousand and fourteen or something weird like that, and I'm like, whoa, what just happened there, weirdo?
1: Um, NXT Johnny Gargano comes down to the ring, or as I call him, because he comes out here like like Sami Zayn skanking a little bit. Yeah, he's wearing a black pants, black jeans, black hoodie, and his hair is the still the heel hair. I call it. <laughs> he's got the heel hair going on. He's coming out like. Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire, and Spider-Man 3. Oh, no. He's not emo. No. How dare you? How dare you? Because... I stretching there. How dare you? I love this character so much. I, I, I'm i not making fun of it. I'm, I'm saying it's the fucking... bit. It's the <laughs> shit. I called... I, as soon as I'm writing, Johnny Gargano comes out, and then he starts, like, being, like, all like a... Like, this dickhead mm. heel. And I go, Johnny Gargano the cunt. Because <laughs> he's such an asshole. He comes down here. He grabs the microphone. He says, Happy New Year, everybody.
0: <laughs>
1: he says, there's only two things that matter here in NXT. Wins and championships. He says, "Champa, don't get it twisted. You're still a piece of trash. And that title is what I want. However, there is another championship out there. He says, Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano could be great he says well ricochet says I-, I i want smoke and then he says well i don't want the smoke you may fly around this ring like a superhero but when i and ricochet comes out here uh, ricochet comes out with a nice looking shirt on looking fresh as fuck and he's got these weird shoes <laughs> I don't want to be a WH Park making fun of people's gear. But Lack of socks.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: that's NXT though. Yeah. You can't be champion and wear socks.
2: They live in Florida, so I let them off. When I see people walking around here, it's been snowing and they're wearing leather shoes with no socks. I'm like, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> what are you doing?
1: Ricochet says that I'm a champion. He says, if you wanted an opportunity, all you had to do was ask. And Johnny Gargano gives him this evil smirk and Ricochet says are you going to fight me like a man or are you going to attack me from behind in a parking lot?
2: He says I, <laughs> off, it was off mic but at that point Johnny just goes I don't know which is like, really made me laugh <laughs> See, he's an asshole. He's like, I might do that <laughs>
1: he, he's an asshole he's delusional uh, he goes I don't know what you call yourself these days Johnny Wrestling Johnny Takeover but there's the, the, there's no reason i i'm looking at my notes here and i'm confused because Champa comes out here mm. and he says there's only one true champion and you're looking at him and it's champion Champa and uh Moro Manalo says someone get me a blindfold because it's the essence of evil Tomasa Champa um <laughs> bird box reference mm. have you seen it not yet it's kind of shit Banders, have you seen bandersnatch i
2: have that was good
1: that yeah. was good one. um gargano says champa shut up it's not about you and this is where champa
2: looked taken aback here he was like oh, oh
1: okay i love this storyline how have these two characters managed to weave their way through so many different yeah. things uh great alistair black his music his and, the, and uh, he's on the Titantron.
2: And Gargano looks terrified for the first time. He's been all cocky, smiling. He yeah. looks fearful.
1: So we have Ricochet in the ring with Gargano. Champa is on the ramp still. And Alistair Black shows up on the Titantron. Uh, Alistair says, I hope you're as concerned with me than you are with grooming your little dog of war. He says, I pose a real threat. And I will make you fade to black, and then the lights go out in Full Sail, and as they turn back on, Alistair Black is there with Champa on the ramp, and he—they start fighting, and Champa and Alistair Black start fighting all over Full Sail. They fight on the announce table, they fight through the crowd, and they disappear, and we cuts back to the ring, and Ricochet is just staring at them because they're fighting, mm. and Johnny looks at him and. Pops him in the mouth with a super kick and he sells it like Chris Benoit selling it in the, in the video package to WrestleMania oh, 20, yeah. where he just gets super, Chris just Benoit like gets him. super kicked and he just falls. It's like the Nasty Plunge. <laughs> <He> just <laughs> fall backwards and Ricochet is laid out and, uh, what a sell. Gargano, uh, versus Ricochet for the North American championship. This
2: was an awesome opening to the yeah, show. Yeah, I thought this was um, great. really hot, um, really hot. I Like, if you if you had gone away for like two months and didn't know that Johnny Gargano had turned heel sure. and you turned on NXT this you'd week. You'd be like, what's going on? For the first like seven minutes, you'd be, you'd think he's a baby face. Sure. There are still kids in the crowd with signs for him. There's still Johnny wrestling chants right. and all that. And he's playing it as a good guy. And that's. Well, you know why? Why I think it's so great. He's got
1: the, the black hoodie and the black pants, but underneath it. He's wearing his Johnny Gargano shirt. He's still got the Spider-Man suit underneath. Yeah. But the symbiote suit has taken over,
2: Dave. Um but yeah, I, I love how they're playing it. I love how they haven't they haven't made his character a drastic change. Because right. it's more realistic to me. Like he's, he, delusional. he's still yeah, he is. Um I think it's a lot of fun. Um everyone seems like a top guy on this show, which I think's fantastic. And I love all the like little interactions. I love Champa just messing with everyone, and I found it really funny how Gargano was just like, "Look, go away! Like, yeah. just go away for once." Um, I like
1: off. I thought even Ricochet on the mic here was alright. He was a lot. I know better. we're we're pretty critical on his mic work, but for good measure, mm. he, he's gonna get better. And when he does, man, Ricochet, if Ricochet can cut learns how to cut a great promo, he'll be the greatest because yep. he's already got everything else. Um, I thought this was really cool. I really We talk about it week after week after week. When you watch WWE, like Raw or SmackDown, mm-hmm. they insult you and they insult the characters because every time a character goes forward, the character goes two steps back yeah. because the, the, the booking and the writing and the stories. In NXT, the characters weave with other characters so
2: perfectly. I feel like Raw and SmackDown is like a juggler who can only juggle 3 balls. You can only have 3 balls in the air at the same time. NXT you've got like 10 balls. Yes. All going all being treated and as they fine. should be treated. Yeah. Uh no one taking a step back. They might not be in the in the mean NXT spot. title picture, but the North American title picture doesn't seem like a step down. It just seems like another main event feud. Right. Um you're completely right.
1: I I thought this was really great. I always enjoy Gargano And Champa this past, that last whole year. But, like, it's still going and it's still fresh. Yeah. This was, felt like a completely fresh thing. Yeah. It didn't feel like these two had been. And it's, it's great because now we're, we're going to see, that's the card? Champa versus Black. Gargano versus Ricochet. Yeah. What the, that's nuts. That's awesome. Is DIY going to be simultaneously champions in NXT? The storyline is, is, like, like, crazy. I
2: I wonder when they're going to, uh... Like pull the trigger with that, like I I can see them happening. doing the dusty. Dude, classic it's probably happening. Honestly. Yeah,
1: it's probably happening. Um, I feel like Gargano should win this title. It's just so yeah, it's so I think fucking so. the storytelling there is crazy because it's still gonna lead to no, that doesn't matter. He needs to fight Champa and he needs to get that title. We, it's gonna do that. What? Uh,
2: where is it? What? Um, what promotion is it where you can kind of trade in your title?
1: Uh, TNA used to do the uh, X Division title thing.
2: I kind of like that idea. Like right, you but could it see... shits
1: all over that title, in my opinion. True. Because look at it, trust me, they still do it on Impact, where you get the X title, and it was uh, Austin Aries that did it the first time. And it's like, okay, you, you're X Division, you can trade this in for a title shot. hmm and then that title is vacated, and then some. Then Actually,
2: yeah, Vol- Volta did it as well in progress. Okay. with the Atlas title, and well, Yeah, right. I don't know. I can, but as a heel, as a heel, Gargano. I don't sure. know. It's it's something they could think about. No, either. I want to
1: see Gargano win this from Ricochet, mm. and then he'll have it for a little bit, and he'll lose it to someone else, whether it be Ricochet in a rematch or whatever. Mm. But then after that is when he goes up back right. after Champa. I just think this is a little another detour detour. and it's going to be another great one yeah like this is going to be Gargano and Ricochet is going to fucking be a banger yeah oh absolutely that could be already match of the year quality coming up like this is all eyes are on this match Mm -hmm. in my opinion if you're not looking at this match you need to be I feel like it's going to be nuts yeah these two are going to pull out all the tricks like come on it's going to be nuts Uh, I, I really like that opening segment William Regal sends out a tweet. I love how this is a segment now. Uh, It's with Daniel Bryan and William Regal's photo. Still there. (laughs) It's still his Abbey, it's still that picture. Uh, He tweets out that at TakeOver Phoenix, we will see Undisputed Era defend their NXT tag team titles against War Raiders. So they will be back uh, to fight for the titles. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Nikki Cross is next uh we've seen these two gals wrestle uh, a few times in the the last no not the last man standing what was it it was like the double count out
2: yeah they, they've had one match which was yeah a double count out
1: um so we get like the the rubber match here kind of the swan song because we know Nikki is is leaving they even mentioned that this whole
2: NXT the two yeah the the two, two, big two matches the two matches were the farewell matches i believe
1: yeah so Bianca Belair versus Nikki Cross uh Bianca's got some new gear here um Nikki looks
2: like Nikki. Uh, there's yeah, a- I liked the <laughs> white and black. I preferred... Oh, Bianca? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a really good look for her.
1: The only thing that we both, we watched this together, we noticed that Bianca during this match
2: kept holding her hair. Like, all the time. I mean, she's got to. it so long for some of the moves. It was, it was the backflips, it was the moonsaults, it was things like that. Yeah. And to be fair to her, she, she does it well. But how, for someone who hasn't wrestled that long... How you can have that as an extra element, like right. something you've got to think about during every yeah, match, every move tough. you do. Um I don't know how long she's gonna be able to keep up. She's gonna that. get rid of the hair of it. It's um She doesn't need it anymore. It's a great look, but she's she's really good and you're right, she yeah, probably doesn't you don't need, need that anymore. In fact the
1: hair kinda makes me it's an afterthought to me now.
2: Mm. I think it I think the hair whip is a cool thing to to whip out right. uh when <laughs> when she needs it, like that desperation sure. thing.
1: If she's a heel, it makes sense. But yeah. she, they're kind of... This was weird because she's not a heel and she's not a face. And same with Nikki Cross, essentially. You're, she's still not a face, yeah. if you ask me. And Bianca is number one contender to Shayna Baszler, who is a heel. So yeah. it's like, what's well, it's going to happen. So we have two more weeks to see what happens with Bianca. But Bianca versus Nikki Cross is happening right now. There's a cross body from Cross early on. Uh, there was like a weird head scissor, uh, kind of botched it. Yeah, uh,
2: Bianca kind of just did the bump it was, better, it was
1: better than Sasha and Nia Jax oh, on dear. Uh, Raw, though. Um, there's a gorilla press and then a standing moonsault from Bianca. Very impressive.
2: I love the... After she does the gorilla press, she does this really cute, innocent-looking smile. Not a cocky smile. Right. But she's just like, hmm, yeah, just did that. And then hits the moonsault, holding she's, her hair. She's
1: like NXT's Cardi B, <laughs> as Mauro always says. Uh, there's a running bulldog in the corner by Nikki Cross... Um, there's the reverse DDT, like the Christian style from Nikki Cross, only a two. There's a spear by Bianca, but sh- again, sh- only a two count. Um, Nikki Cross connects with the Purge, the swinging neckbreaker, but Bianca is smart enough to roll to the outside. Nikki follows her and locks in this like chokehold where she jumps on the back of her and chokes her, but Bianca drops her backwards onto the this ramp. Is painful. Yeah, it looks like she's just just drops her. Yeah, just boom on the ramp on the the metal there. Uh, they go back into the ring, and it turns into a slugfest. Both ladies are just like pounding on each other, trying to fight, just like a scrap. But Bianca comes out of it, puts her in, puts Nikki in the torture rack, and connects with the K O D and pins Nikki Cross. And Bianca Belair is still undefeated. Feet
2: you and. missed the bit that made us both shout out, and that was there was oh, this big, right. a forearm dirty forearm to the, to the chest. chest of Cross where
1: oh Bianca just nails yeah. her with this. Luckily, it wasn't in the face, but you could just hear the thud noise. It was like the 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 chest bone, like right above like yeah. the boobs. Essentially, it was just boom, a uh, huge thud. Yeah, that uh, I thought this the, was a really finish. good match.
2: It took a while to get going. I thought after they uh, after purge when they both went to the outside, I think that's where it really picked up. I liked the brawling. um, There was some like really nice Well, because the story is they kind of hate
1: each other. Yeah. Because they've been in each other's hair for so long. Wrestling,
2: that's the story. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. But like these
1: two, the the story was... Yeah, um,
2: I thought it was really good. Um, I'm not a big fan of Nikki Cross's style. I think it's a style that completely suits the character. I get why she does it. It's just, for me, not particularly entertaining. But they did get my interest towards the later part of this match. Um, However... I give it a year until we see either Lana or Mandy Rose having a give Nikki Cross a makeover segment. Oh, it's gonna happen with Lana. Lana, Lana giving Nikki Cross a makeover. I'm down. I th- I think that's it's gonna happen. I'm down. Unfortunately, I'm
1: for it. I'm all for it. Um, Nikki Cross is for the.
2: Cheers. Yeah. What did you think of this?
1: Oh, I was fine. I actually think this. I actually didn't like it as much as you did. I think. I, I'm interested in seeing Bianca Belair get pushed into this spot, but after watching this I was like uh i don't know if you're ready for that takeover slot like what's i think she is i just don't know I just don't know where you go I don't want her to win she's just not there yet
2: you can protect her by having the horsewomen involved though. I hope they do like she she can take the loss um she needs to take a loss she needs not she needs, needs the loss she's not going to have a streak like Oscars exactly streak. it doesn't feel um, the same
1: as that's as no. that so that's what I'm saying. um but I, I think there's so much potential here for Bianca Belair. Oh, be i, I think she's fantastic, star. yeah. Uh, i think she's great. Um and then we go to her her man. Yeah. Next, uh the street profits are outside of full sale in that like weird backstage area. Yeah. Where they like it's like fake storefronts and stuff. And there's something here that you pointed out that's very very Cheeky, I, if you ask me, if you ask you, I guess, because you pointed this out. It starts. They're doing one of their, their, camera yeah. things. The street. What do they call it? Street, street talk. Street talk. Yeah. Street talk. So it's these two. They're dressed. Well, actually, Montez Ford is dressed really. <laughs> Montez nice. Ford looks fly. Yeah, he's got uh, a hat. He's got everything. And then you Dawkins
2: got, <laughs> is dressed in kind of what you're wearing when you wake up to do your. The podcast. Like just <laughs> uh shorts, uh, t shirts. <laughs> like,
1: um, so it's street talk here and but the camera shows that they start the, the video's the kind of them walking slowly mm. and moving around and kinda of dancing a little bit while they're talking to us, but the video starts with them in front of one of these fake storefronts.
2: And but it's a barber shop. Yeah. I think I said, Are they foreshadowing? Yes. Is this are we gonna have a turn? I mean a lot of the listeners have said how much they want these two to break up because right. they think Montez Ford is a star. Yeah, uh, is this something shop. we see down the line?
1: So they're in front of a barbershop. Uh, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, the street prophets, they say, "Hey guys, we feeling real fine tonight. We about to take over in twenty one 9 Angelo Dawkins uh, starts beatboxing, uh, and I learned that Angelo Dawkins is better at beatboxing than he is at wrestling. Oh. <laughs> He's pretty good at it, actually. Yeah. He was pretty good at it. Um, they uh, they say that in 2018, every time they tried to open a door, it was locked. And then they go to grab the door from this like fake barbershop, and the door's locked. So then they move on to the next state fake storefront, and the door is locked. And they say, you know what happens when a door is locked? Well, you open another one. Because we got open doors, fam! You know what fam is, right? Yeah. It's a British thing, isn't it? say we never lost fam what about the war raiders war 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 huh nothing what about raul mendoza the quickness nah they ain't nothing undisputed era yeah you the champs but you ain't nothing this is the third season of street talk
2: and uh yeah <laughs> i don't know this was weird i i really enjoyed this <laughs> i thought this was fun I, what was the angelo i I laughed. Angelo Dawkins said a word. I didn't catch what it was, but Montez Ford is like, you mm, you're using four syllables now? Uh yeah,
1: he goes, four syllables? you are using four syllables? And he goes, Yeah, I'm on that UK grime. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh I thought this was a little a uh, lot of fun. I Montez Ford's charisma is just through the roof. I think he's Yeah the he's the, the, great. the promo
1: the promo finishes as they're like walking off and the cameraman's like yeah. following them, but Montez is
2: like losing his shit, <laughs> taking the hat off, walking around. Um I think uh And I think this is, like, it is rubbing off on Dawkins. I think this was the most comfortable and uh, relaxed Yeah, as I'm talking shit about his restaurant. No, I I thought he did really well here as well. Um, So whether that barbershop is just coincidence or a foreshadow, uh, I think they do have something special together, like, and would like to see that for a bit longer. Um, Fam. He had a headband
1: that said fam, by the way.
2: Yeah. I kind of like this beatbox rap thing as well. I wouldn't mind seeing them use that for entrances. Every I now think and then and I think stuff.
1: they're they're going to use that, and they 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 stop using the cups and chains. Yeah, because they weren't I drinking, think, and they they weren't using the cups here, and they didn't have, like the thing with oh we have the cups and we have chains. That was their thing. Yeah, that's really. I think generic. this is an
2: entrance could be really good for them and could get over the and box. like it's, yeah, especially if they have. Like I mean, our truths is always the same, but more like a cena where you're cutting down your opponent. Yeah, it's more funny that way. Yeah, yeah. And like Enzo and Cass used to do, if they can, if they've got the material for it, I think that could really get them over. Give me a beat. Uh, can you beat Bucks? I'm not good at it. Boom boom.
1: Yeah, there we go. Lit. Uh, we go to the next match here. The Germans are invading NXT. Kind of. Fabian Eichner and.
2: Marcel Bartel.
1: Marcel Bartel. We've seen both of these guys. Yeah. Uh, quite a few times, past few years here in NXT. And uh, now they're in a tag team match against two jobbers, Cumsman um, and Watts.
2: Yeah. Right. It sounds like a detective show. Cumsman and Watts. <laughs> it does. <laughs> It
1: sounds better than that fucking movie with uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Reilly out that's got 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Cumsman and Watts. Here to save the day. Well, they don't. (laughs) They don't solve this mystery. Um, Eichner and Martel beat the fuck out of these two tiny guys. It's great. Uh, This one guy, I think it's Cumsman. He's got a smaller body than... Brooks Brookside. Like, he's just tiny. It
2: was kind of like a Leo Rush build. Like, small. Yeah, really small. Uh,
1: but, like, they still got some offense in here. Um, there's this double chop by Barthel that just kills this guy. Flips him completely backwards. Like, he took, like, like he's taking a clothesline. And he does the flip. But it's a fucking, like, double chop to the chest throat area. Really cool looking. Um, there's a spot where... Eichner throws a guy up in the air and catches him for a powerbomb like it's nothing. Um, there's a spine buster and a kick combo. Um, this was just like four minutes of non-stop beating it these was, guys up. It was and
2: great because they gave the other guys a little bit of offense. It, was, it wasn't it was a quick squash match. No. But you, it was a great showcase for Eichner and Barthel.
1: Yes. Uh, then there's like a brain buster and then the finish here was this really weird-looking double-team move that we we had to watch the replay back to see really what happened here because Fabian Eichner has the guy up for a powerbomb, mm. and as he goes to powerbomb him, uh, Bartel German suplexes the guy. Yeah. So take that in. The guy is this jobber is being powerbombed, but at the same time he's getting caught with a bridging German suplex and gets pinned that's the thing so we were we were wondering because it looks like bartell just catches the guy in his face washes
2: his head <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i don't know if they'll do this move again because imagine doing this on a bigger this guy this is on a
2: one of the littlest guys we've seen in yeah. nxt i
1: don't know you, if you could do that on a bigger dude i
2: liked the i did like the assisted brain buster they did yes. earlier on as well which was a kind of similar thing like one lift him up and then throw him to yes the other. yeah
1: eichner is so good at like catching people. yeah yeah uh, this
2: was really cool. Uh, Eichner and Martel win here. They seem to. I think they they said on commentary that these guys are going to NXT UK. UK. Um, we were both saying last yes. night we think these would be great guys to team up with Volta. Obviously, Marcel uh, Bartel has been in ring camp with right. with Volta, um, but I think as like a a three-piece unit with this Walter so as your guy.
1: So great. These would be so much fun to watch. Uh, just briefly watching the NXT UK, they have that faction with Coffee and Wolfgang. Yeah. yeah. This could be like the next big stable because this was pretty impressive. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want, don't want them to go to UK because no, I want to watch these two guys. They had matching gear. They they had like black simple jackets. Everything here looked fine and crisp. And I feel like these two could be the two guys with mm. Walter. That they, would be
2: crazy. They came out to I assume it was Eichner's music. They didn't come out to Yes. They did, not. they did not. Um but so I was at first I was like, Oh, okay, they're they're splitting them away. But Bartel was still doing the pose. the pose, the arms behind the back, um which is the like ring camp pose. Okay. So I think uh, I think absolutely we, we could see this as a team in NXT UK. Well Walter is what's his background? Austrian. Austrian? Yeah.
1: And then we got Eichner and Martel, the two Germans.
2: German and Italian.
1: Wow. Yes. You just got the whole world yeah. in this group. That would be crazy. Put these two I, I'm telling you, watch watch out for these two guys. Yes. Yeah. This tag was pretty great for a little squash. Uh I want to. Every
2: one. time these guys have been on TV They've impressed us. Um it's the same with like Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch. Yes. Uh, they always put on really entertainment entertaining matches. They're they're hard-hitting, they're they're big, strong brutes, but they they can do some kind of cruiserweight stuff as well. They're, yeah,
1: Eichner too. Like what Yeah, the fuck, they're
2: dude? very, very fun to watch. It's a very exciting style. Uh,
1: definitely the, the up-next here would be these two, because I, mm. I want to see these guys uh, do some stuff. Kathy Kelly is backstage, and she runs into Ricochet. He says that all his respect for Johnny Gargano has been super kicked away. He says, You want to take my title? Well, I want to take you out. And then walks off. I think he wants to take him out for dinner to talk things over. (laughs)
2: That's Dreams Girl. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, Johnny Gargano versus Ricochet. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Keith Lee is backstage. He says, uh, The attack on Matt Riddle by Cassius Ono was unsettling to watch. He says, Cassius Ono, here's an invitation. Show up next week, and I'll teach you a lesson about respect. And Ono, I will ensure that you have no choice but to bask in my glory. So Keith Lee versus Ono.
2: I saw that at Access. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, so you
1: already have the insight
2: of what's yeah, going to happen. should be a fun match. I I wasn't completely sold on this promo. No.
1: Um. I was not at all. He looked like he just woke up. Yeah. He he did. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, like I like Keith Lee, think, but I'm honest. And he looks I think like he if they get, up. I think if they get time next week, I think that could be a really fun Good. match. I want to see, see Ono losing again. Of course, actually, fuck,
1: put him over. I don't care.
2: Actually, you, you probably have to because they've still got that Feud Riddle going. Get a
1: DQ on on Keith Lee. and yeah. Just be like, yo, i want to beat both of you guys
2: up, and then he gets a partner. It'd be but great. I just you skipped over the NXT Takeover. Uh, phoenix song oh my god by poppy oh my lord i'm watching and Braden goes that's poppy and i'm just who is that oh my um i'm in love <laughs> with poppy uh, and she's coming here next month <laughs>
1: yeah so. i instantly was like poppy i need to search this and she's coming to
2: uh toronto in a few weeks so uh so- any any Torontonians who want to join us to go and see Poppy at the yeah. Dance4th? I think yeah. it's February 6th, was it? Yep, yep, it is. Let's go. Let's go see Poppy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: she's, really, she's really hot.
2: <laughs> she's cute, yeah. She, I thought she was Japanese for a second. That's probably like, why I'm into her, yeah. She's definitely <laughs> influenced by that. It was, her voice is weird as well. I'm, I'm I love into it. it. I love
1: weird. Uh, uh, we go to our main event of the evening, EC3 versus Adam Cole. Baby, <laughs> that was a weird one. Baby, <laughs> it's like half, half. It was like half David Portman, baby. And I was—you caught me Boy, off guard.
2: I was practicing the EC three pose. Listen, was... EC threes is not hard to do. It's the <laughs>
1: Undisputed Era that's hard to do. Okay, if post wrestling was Undisputed Era, yeah, because we kind of are. <laughs> yeah, who would be who out of there?
2: I would be. You'd be, you'd be Roddy. You'd be at the... why? I'm not a dad. I mean not to, that I know. <laughs> but he's your favourite. Yes. And I can see you kneeling on the floor, banging your hands on the ground.
1: Alright. I feel uh, like I'd be Kyle O'Reilly, but I can't I don't know how to strike, so I'm gonna be Riley.
2: is the martial artist. He'd be <laughs> he'd be Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. Um I'd be Adam Cole baby. Right. Uh John is fish. John's fish. Yeah, John's fish. He's he's Pollock. It's a fish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need to get a photo of us for doing that pose. A wow, way. okay, so I'm Roddy with my hands up. I'm out. in the middle with my two fingers up. Right. Uh,
1: Waze doing the. <laughs> <part> of- <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds so good. With all our pose shirts on? Yeah. Oh, great. Good thing there's only four of us. <laughs> Main event EC3, Adam Cole. Uh, if you remember, EC3 actually got a win over Cole time ago. Hmm. Uh, so Cole's still pissed about it, so he's mad.
2: Uh, and then they've been killing EC3. Oh, sometimes. they've been just, yeah. just
1: destroying him for no reason. Um, EC3 hits a series of body slams early on here, uh, old school style. Cole throws him into these steps on the outside and starts to work on his left arm. Um, EC3 fights back, hits his EC3 elbow, and says, Say my name, EC3, Bay Bay," and does a elbow drop. Adam Cole fights back with a huge pump kick, bicycle kick, Goes for the last shot, but EC3 gets out of it and hits a German suplex, sending Cole across the ring. Um, And this is kind of where it all comes together. The Undisputed Era get involved, and as you pointed out, maybe the most blind ref in all of NXT. Going
2: back and watch this bit. So, uh, so one of them distracts the one on the apron. I think it's is it Fish is up on the apron, distracting. Uh, Roddy slips in okay. Roddy
1: gets in the ring But Kyle is like
2: right next to the ref And just goes
1: into deep. the ring It's like this ref was blind as fuck So it takes like all these wolves here To, to basically fight off EC3 uh, The ref does not see There's a super kick from Adam Cole To a EC3 super kick. Nailing him in the head Then he connects with the last shot To the back of the head uh, with the, the knee pad taken down. So the exposed knee with the last shot and he kills EC three and pins him, gets his win back from EC three. They all celebrate in the ring and the war Raiders come down. We thought they were injured still. We thought Hansen, you know, was still gonna yeah, be out. The
2: the injuries they they said he got from war games, which bear in mind was only November. Right. I think late November as well. Um... Somehow. Sounded horrific. Yeah, and like a ruptured spleen or something? Yeah, like cracked ribs and everything. So... It's it, like a month later. And, and then he, Hansen
1: uh, comes in and I'm like, Hey, like, he's not going to be able to f- do anything. He's mm. probably still hurt. And as I'm saying this, as the words leave my mouth, Hansen does his handspring and beats the fuck out of these guys. Uh, they do this spot where, uh, he... Hansen throws one of, like, Kyle O'Reilly mm. at Roe. He catches him in the power sign position. Then has another guy up on his powerbomb position and does the double That's simultaneously. Awesome, yeah. yeah, Simultaneously nails both of these guys. Uh, they do their back suplex, leg drop combo. They kill these guys, send them flying. War Raiders versus Undisputed Era for the tag straps at Phoenix. Sounds like a fantastic match. show
2: show's filling out very nicely. Yeah,
1: I, I would say so. Um, and NXT goes off the air there. However, ww.com put up a, a post match interview with Undisputed Era that I watched this morning, and just a quick note from it. Kyle O'Reilly says, listen, this is 2019. This is not the year 1066, the year the Vikings raid ended. <laughs> he says, 953 years later, and it's the Undisputed Era. Mm. <laughs> And then they all walk off. Um, so, this that was fine. Uh, the match itself, EC3 and Cole. I'm not a huge
2: fan of EC3's in ring work. I, well, He's one gonna thing I would say, I think of. his selling was really good in this match. He was. He um, got, you think, know what? He's gotten better. Yeah, uh, I thought he was. He was selling the shoulder really well. I liked his. He kept on doing this thing, which which I do. Like if I stub my toe or something, he was like pounding his fist in the mat, yeah. like oh, you know when something stings, like ice spray. Like, <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, as much as I like Ibushi Osprey, I think Osprey's fantastic. I hate his selling. <laughs> I, I think his too. acting is awful. And this kind of selling is very believable to me. Um, so I enjoyed that. The match was whatever. It was kind of just to get to this yes, Raiders exactly. undisputed thing. Um, but, but I thought this was a really strong show. Yeah, Dee's episode of
1: NXT, uh, as we always uh, find out. NXT will not miss in 2019 again, I'm telling you. It's going to be a knockout of the park. Let's go to our feedback. Forum.postwrestling.com is where we, you, we post it Wednesday nights. You can post always free uh, to ask us questions or comments about NXT. Forum.postwrestling.com.
2: Uh, we have Postmaster. Wrestlers should never expose their knees. Thoughts? <laughs> um. Actually, this is a valid question. Do you mean for, like, for like moves like the GTS or the Final Shot or things like... It's because, it's because... Or rest- do you mean like, like Rick Flair who take just this has in. his <laughs> knee pads around his ankles?
1: Like, take this in, take this in. Have you ever looked at a wrestler's knee? They're fucking ugly. Because yeah. they... They use their knees to like land. Yeah. Look at Rey Mysterio's knees before he like magically got brand new ones somehow. Um, uh, wrestlers' knees are always ugly. They're fucked up.
2: It does look weird. I think I think it works for when you have those kind of old school gimmicks like the uh like Simon Gotch or someone like that. I think there's something that it's a nice touch if you're doing like a kind of old school wrestler yeah but thing. I, I think
1: guys should wear knee pads to be safe but I think to protect yourself yeah. yeah for the move it makes it look like it's the dangerous move right yeah. exposing the knee or whatever then that's fine that's that's what Cole did in that match so mm. but yeah wrestlers knees are like take the most damage and stuff poor wrestler knees you know take a look at your fa-
2: wrestlers knees and tell me I'm not wrong <laughs> It's like uh, ballet dancers' feet. Yeah. They're just exactly. the grossest things. And it's like, um, hey,
1: we, you're putting your body through so much shit for our entertainment. Yeah. So God bless you, but like, fuck, <laughs> take care of your knees. Yeah. Oh. Uh, let's go to Evil. You know, Evil listens to Up Next.
2: Yeah. yeah. The opening segment. We... And congrats last week. You, it was a great show you're involved in. Evil and Sonata? Yeah. 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 Sonata actually impressed me yeah. a little bit. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm not a fan of him, but Evil. Great. How you made it to the ring holding all that stuff without tripping over. Or... There's lasers and Yeah, shit. lasers oh, spinning, what? like copter laser. Thing. Also,
1: weren't the Tamatanga and uh, what the other guy dressed as Power Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> like
2: Power Ranger Iron Men.
1: <laughs> Weird. Uh, Evil says, the opening segment was weaved together really well and got you hyped for Phoenix. The women's match was great and the callbacks, with the callbacks to the other match that they, they mm-hmm. had in the past. I'm a fan of Eichner on his own, but this pairing... Does not look natural. I look at these two and I see two guys that nobody wanted in their group, so they're begrudgingly forced to do a project together. I also feel like they posed five times too many. Their handshakes remind me of the white supremacists from Oz. Jeez. (laughs) He says, The main event was pretty good. I don't know why they called up EC3 when they already have Zack Ryder up there. (laughs) Adam Cole is always entertaining. Bobby Fish yelling, I'm not doing anything after EC3 asked everyone to say his name was golden. However, it wouldn't be surprised... To find out that Kyler Riley got injured after these tapings. Uh, if not, then he he sold that like a champ. He ate a seriously large bowl of shit in that last segment. Yeah, he, he, the, the War Raiders beat the fuck out of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> evil is uh, very funny. He he says he didn't like Marcel and Eichner. Which, oh, I, I thought they looked <clears throat> great
2: together. I think they've got it's very like the similar first styles. Yeah, yeah, the first step into that. Um, I we go to... This is a new name. I don't think we've had before. Winning some games. Hmm. I'm going to say this might be a first time long time. First time long time. First time long time. If not, I apologize. But first time long time. Uh, decent show this week, I thought. The opening segment was great, although Gargano repeating Ricochet's tweet in the most white way possible was unintentionally you don't, hilarious. Yeah,
1: you don't want smoke. Have you heard that saying? You know what that means. Sure. Right? Smoke like you don't want beef. You don't want, right. You don't want smoke with me.
2: Uh, I'm looking forward to the Gargano-Ricochet way more than I am the NXT title match because we haven't seen it yet in NXT, and the winner doesn't feel as obvious. Yes. The women's match was good, but they haven't done anything to build up for the Baszler match, and with only two more episodes until TakeOver, it will probably have a very rushed build. This was something I was thinking as well. There's still one more match to add to this card if we're doing the traditional like five matches. Yeah. I'm assuming it's Cole versus Dream, as both have nothing to do. But they've had no interactions at all together and you've got two weeks to build this. That's enough time. Um, So yeah, hopefully the next two weeks they're really going to ramp up everything. Um, The main event was also okay, but this EC3 Undisputed Era feud was very lame for the most part. Adam Cole feels very directionless right now since he's out of the North America title scene. And at this point I'm ready for him to get called up if he isn't going after the NXT title. As for NXT UK this weekend, eh... I tried very hard to keep up with the TV but around episode 14 it just became too much of a chore. It's not bad but it really failed to hook me and I thought they should have relied on Pete Dunne more to carry the interest of the show. There's just too many people I don't care about, especially as someone who doesn't really follow the UK scene closely. The card looks decent but for a first ever takeover it's pretty weak if you ask me. I have no interest in seeing Joe Coffey challenge Pete Dunne as he hasn't stood out to me at all when I was watching. Maybe we will be pleasantly surprised but I'm not holding my breath. Um, I think these guys are going to kill it this weekend. Gonna I think they, they're going to know they've got the most eyes on them ever. Like, I, I think the show could surprise. You
1: people. know what? Uh, when I did find out that it was Joe coffee challenging, mm-hmm. I was a little underwhelmed. Yeah. However, I have watched, uh, when I did work at flight network, we had the, uh, ICW. My job was to literally go through it and make sure it was, uh, okay to air. So he was a character that was on there, and he had like a weird kind of gimmick going on, if I remember correctly. Um, but he had a match with Kurt Angle, okay. And I was like, hey, like this guy's pretty good. So I watched a bunch of him, and I think he became ICW champion or whatever. And I was like, yeah, he's not, he's not bad. And then when he was brought into WWE, I was like, yeah, cool. But he was an afterthought. I did not even remember he's been signed until they announced this
2: has. I you know, feel it's important. But I don't watch this show, so I feel much. it's important as well for the takeover to have guys who we haven't seen regularly. Sure, because it, you need to get familiar. You need to build up these guys. It would be very easy to put the guys you're familiar with, like like Bait, like Andrews, um, those sort of people in the title right. picture. But it's I think it's cool they're going with someone who is fresh. He hasn't been in like the oh he was in the second UK tournament, I believe, wasn't he? I think. But uh yeah. I think I think the show could be great this weekend. Uh do you want to go to David George?
1: Uh, David George from Manila. Oh, it's George from Manila. Uh, he says the opening monologue was great. Um, he, he also says Johnny Gargano was really white. Yeah. Because <laughs> he said you don't want smoke. Uh, he says the tag team match with uh, the Axis powers. I mean, Eichner and Barthel uh, was really good, was brutally good. He says the women's match was great as both competitors showed everything they can in their arsenal. Uh, he says... Uh, Is it me, or does Keith Lee look like David Otunga? I think it's just you. It's you. The main event was also decently okay, but this feud was just boring for the most part. Um, I'm very concerned about Adam Cole, because he's just not on the same page, and he's no longer involved in the North American title picture. He's got a few questions. Is EC3 and Nikki Cross, is this their last appearance? Yes, I think think it is. Um, Is the Street Profits still in the tag team title picture? No, not yet. Uh, At least not in this program, not in this era uh any thoughts on who will be the next women's champion not not shana Bianca. for a while i yeah. think um what happened to the dynamic duo knockoff i mean sabatelli and moss <laughs> not something I. i'm gonna sound that's...
2: harsh but i think they're exactly where they need to be right now which is not on my tv
1: oh man you know like in the middle of the night yeah, I just sit there and I think to myself, Sabatelli and Moss. Where, where are they? Where is Sabatelli and where is Riddick Moss? Wow, I even remembered his first name. <laughs> uh, he says, "I give this week seven out of five, seven point five out of 10. God
2: bless and see you soon on Twitter. Yes. Just to get the most out of David George's feedback, you really need to go onto our <laughs> our feedback page. I on skipped the post- a lot of emojis. I didn't tell because all the we emojis. have. Repeated thumb-up smiley face emoji. We've got a confused, like, eyebrow raise emoji, a sad emoji. He's used 13 emojis Yeah, here. yeah it's great. I counted um, We have Mystery. Hi, guys. Just wanted your feedback on a few things. First off, since it seems to be moving in that direction, do you guys see Johnny Gargano being the one to take the North American title from Ricochet? I originally thought they were going to do another Gargano-Champa match at TakeOver New York, but that doesn't seem too likely now. Um... Yes, I I do think they're taking it off of uh Pete Dunne? No, off of Ricochet to Gargano. Um, <laughs> I, was thinking, I was
1: just in my head thinking, man, wouldn't it be cool if Pete Dunne loses? Sorry. <laughs> I I think he should. Oh, okay. Um you think Ricochet's losing?
2: I think Ricochet's losing I think to he Gargano. Should just and I matched. I agree. I think they're going to I think we are getting that Champa Gargano match. I don't think it will be at Mania. I think they're going to stretch it out even longer. Wow. Um, second off, am I the only person who feels this Bianca versus Shayna matchup? Phoenix is a bit rushed. It is. They haven't done much building towards it at all, and even if they do start over the next few weeks, it will probably be too little too late or just outright rushed, which leads me to believe that Bianca should absolutely not be the person to dethrone Shayna. She shouldn't. I can see her, Bianca, being screwed over at TakeOver <laughs> Phoenix by Jasmine and Marina especially since Bianca has gone out of her way to piss everyone off in the locker room, so she has no friends at all to back her up. Which begs the question, who will be the one to dethrone Shayna? The only person I can think of is Io Shirai, maybe Kyrie if they want to revisit that few, and they should, since they dropped the ball hard on how it ended. It felt incredibly unsatisfying and rushed. I don't think Shayna holding on to the title past takeover New York, nor should she. Um, Io, I can see... Um, like they haven't really done a great deal with Candice, but they could build Candice LeRae up. We always, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for them to pull that trigger. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I think it's more, I think you've got the talent there. It's just, you need the story to back up the title change, which I trust NXT. If they want to focus on a decent women's feud, they can, they can get you hyped yeah. for a match and a title change. But I agree. I can't see Bianca taking it.
1: No, yet. I, I, I feel like it's just too early. I don't know. Um, we have one more piece of feedback, Jake, uh, happy new year's gentlemen. What parties did you guys throw at the bars? Um, we, we, we threw
2: a house party. I went to a few bars. I worked. Uh, yeah.
1: went to an Airbnb party thing. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't even remember.
2: Party, party, party. No, I don't do that.
1: <laughs> uh, great way to start off the new year with a badass spine chilling opening segment. Love the super kick spot Gargano did. Can't wait to see what they do. Really looking forward to see what they, NXT has to offer in 2019, and it will eclipse 2018. Ooh, that's, that's high praise. Um, question. Are there any movies or shows you guys are considering or planning to review? Ah, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> um, well, go look up the BWE for the TakeOver UK show. However, we... Do uh, movie reviews Just like John and We are reviewing the Marvel Cinematic Universe We're reviewing whatever the fuck we want to review yeah. <laughs> uh, We did The Christmas Vacation We did Halloween We did Power Rangers However, uh, in the past months David has introduced me to a TV show That I have
2: fell and... Devoured f- I haven't finished the whole show? Yeah How many series? There's three seasons but only... Series, series yeah British Uh, But it's only six episodes a series. And they're 20 minutes long. You can
1: find... Well, we haven't said what it is.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll get there. (laughs) Uh, You can find them all on YouTube. um, And that show is The Inbetweeners. So we'd like to announce that uh, last week of January, first week of Feb, so after all the rumble has got out the way, we're going to be reviewing the movie of The Inbetweeners. The Inbetweeners movie from 2011? Uh, yeah, there are two movies, okay. so we're reviewing the first one. Excellent. Um, but that gives you time. It's you'll you can binge the, se- the three series in a day, should you want to. Uh, I
1: I was having a conversation with David over a lovely joint, and I was confessing my love for the movie Superbad, and you were like, "Yeah, I love that movie," and you brought up that it's kind of like the show The Inbetweeners, and I was like, "Well, I don't know what that is," and you're like, "Oh, it's a British comedy show." And I was like, "Oh, kind of like." The IT crowd. And you're like, well, it's something kind of, but not. So you showed me an episode, and I was like, okay, that was fucking funny. So then we watched another, and then we watched another, and now I'm caught up. And I have not seen the movie, but it's very similar. So I recommend uh, anyone who is into some some funny shit, check out the Inbetweeners and get caught up yeah. before we review the movie.
2: If you want to, rev- if you want to just watch the movie, you can watch it as a standalone. I recommend trying to watch the series beforehand. So funny. As I said, it's only eighteen episodes to get through. Highly recommend. They're it. they're less than thirty minutes an episode.
1: I feel like I'm so cultured now because uh, I've been bringing it up into conversations. Right. I've been like, someone will be like, "Oh, is you? Uh, I was watching this on Netflix. I was watching this comedy," and then I'll be like, "Hey, have you ever heard of this show?" And like, if someone catch understands, they're like, "How do you know about that?" What. You're, they don't have that here where did you hear about this and I was like dude I just heard about it I, I'm late to this party mm. but the in-betweeners very funny
2: so yeah we'll be doing that uh, in three weeks time so that gives you plenty of time to watch the series the movie and lead feedback and we'll put the thread up pretty soon um, so yes the Inbetweeners movie 2011 we'll be, we'll be swimming in clunge <laughs> Is that what that Get is? those wellies on, boys. Right. Because uh, we'll be knee-deep in <laughs> Um And
1: we, we love uh, people uh, like giving us recommendations for other things that we will review uh, in the future in 2019. So uh, we respect that. So, yeah, look out for that. Postwrestling.com. Uh, but for all those things, follow uh, David and myself on our socials. Follow us because we always post silly things on our stories on Instagram and tweet Silly things. Uh, I am at the Bray D on Twitter and Instagram. And I am at Davey Portman. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Same time, same channel, postwrestling.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Where well are you? Goodbye. Ahoy!
0: From 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour has beer, cocktails, and bar food for 3 to 6 bucks. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $4 Coors Light tall. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m.? That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and...
1: Ha, ha, ha. Seriously?
0: Head to Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour from 3 to 6. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited.